From the alley-oops at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off-season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. Wow, oh wow, the 49ers have signed defensive tackle Javon Hargrave. I didn't expect it. I really did not expect the 49ers to go this big for a defensive lineman, a defensive tackle, and they went out and they got probably the best one on the market in Javon Hargrave, and they have bolstered their defensive line. What does the deal look like? It's a four-year deal worth $84 million, including $40 million guaranteed. This coming from Adam Schefter, but confirmed by his agents, Drew Rosenhaus and Ryan Matha, which means uh, this thing is a done deal. This isn't a rumor. This is happening. The 49ers have went and got Javon Hargrave. Uh, what a talented player to be able to get. And now they've bolstered their defensive line. Uh, it is going to be absolutely incredible seeing what Javon Hargrave can do uh, next to the 49ers, other defensive linemen, including Eric Armstead and, of course, Nick Bosa. Uh, 49ers are not playing games. They're going for it. And this is one of those things that's really fun uh, to see happen is the 49ers getting a big-time player to bolster a defensive line uh, that kind of fell off last year. But uh, Hargrave, 11 sacks last year from interior defensive line. So impressive. They get a big-time player to go along with uh, Armstead to play on the inside, and that's exactly what the doctor ordered. This is what they needed. Uh, can't believe it happened, and I'm excited that it happened. It means the San Francisco 49ers defensive line is going to be absolutely fantastic. And, and what's up, Jess? How's it going? What's up, Gary? Gary in chat. So the 49ers are making moves already. Uh, it's Yeah, what's up, Brian? Brian says, love this. It's a, it's a huge move, and the 49ers, I... Didn't really think we're going to come out of the gate like this. I thought they were going to make a move. I thought they would probably bring in an edge rusher, but they went interior defensive line. Uh, could this signal even more to come? I think so, because I, I see the the defensive edge rush market is uh, somewhat saturated with multiple players. Um, but when it comes to it, the 49ers had to make moves along the defensive line. They needed to bring guys in that could help this team. And they're, they're doing it. They're doing it at a high level. Uh, Hargrave is a penetrator. He's a guy that can get in the backfield and make plays. Uh, he's a, a very, very good player. The one thing about him, and this is probably why it's a four-year deal compared to a longer deal that they can stretch the money, is Hargrave is 30 years old. So you're getting this guy from age 30 to 34. It's a little bit uh, of, a, of a kind of a risky deal compared to others just because of the age. But you're getting a player that is playing at such a high level uh, that I think it, you know, it's, it's really exciting to see. Um, so I, I love the the fact that the 49ers went ahead and made the move. And what's up, JLE and Ricardo? Ricardo says Jimmy's headed to the Raiders. We'll see if that. I have not seen that confirmed, but if it happens, hey, that'll be interesting. Edge time, I think so, JLE. I, I think they're still going to make a move on the edge. It seems like they're going in. This move seems to signal that they're not playing around with this free agency. Uh, last year was Charvarius Ward that they made the big move for, and then they kind of signed guys around that. Uh, but there will be some probably low-cost edge rushers because of the saturated market that they can bring in uh, that can make an impact on their team. I mean, there's just so many guys out there that were available. Uh, and Hargrave was a part of a, a pretty good defensive line um, group, and a lot of those guys are already going. Shai Tuttle already went. Uh, he he signed his deal with Carolina. He's off the board. Um, and then, you know, uh, Oyamata, he's probably going to be gone sometime today. So there is going to be some big-time movement. Uh, but the 49ers, you know, went ahead and made their deal. And Hargrave's going to get uh, an annual average salary of $21 million per season. Uh, that is a lot of money to be pouring into a defensive lineman. But this is the way the 49ers build their roster. They build their roster through defensive line and their defensive front. And they're doing it here with Hargrave. And, I mean, if you're going to go big, go with the, the biggest, baddest dude on the planet when it comes to playing interior defensive line. And this is that guy. 
Um, not only does it strengthen your team, but your number one competition last year was the Philadelphia Eagles, and you just took their one of their best defensive linemen, if not their best defensive linemen, definitely their best interior defensive linemen, um, and you've bolstered yours. So now with you know with Hargrave and Armstead and Bosa, uh, you're not playing games. You would think, like JLE said, edge would be the next thing because I can't see the 49ers after making this move deciding to roll in uh, and and no offense, you know, to the young guys, but uh, with Drake Jackson as the other defensive end, they're going to go with somebody. It could be as simple as Ebucom or Aminahue coming back uh, to to fill that other role, but there's just so many guys on the edge that they could possibly bring in to play uh, alongside this now could be tremendous defensive line. Um, Hargrave, a lot like Buckner in the way that he's able to create and penetrate in the passing game. With his pass rush, great skills, techniques, uh, got a lot of power, but also he can stop the run at a high level. The 49ers defensive line took a step forward. This is going to benefit Fred Warner. This is going to benefit Drake Greenlaw. And also the secondary, which the 49ers bolstered yesterday by bringing back Deshaun Gibson. Uh, the 49ers regime is not playing a round at all. So I'm super excited about this move. And what's up to everyone in chat? How's it going, Marvin? Uh, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah. Oyamata to the Falcon. So that's done. Um, Marvin says, so what or how are they going to pay Bosa? Well, this, it, with the paying of Bosa, the extension, uh, it's not a big worry about this season. The reason it's not a big worry about this season, when you sign them to an extension, most of the time, the signing bonus and all that gets spread out. So more than likely Bosa's contract will go down this year. Uh, plus they could restructure a multitude of players, the reports probably just haven't come out who they're who they've restructured, but they could easily restructure Armstead, uh, uh, Kittle, Warner, you know those type of guys to get this deal done. McCaffrey's restructure was easy to do. Uh, kind of kick the can down the road a little bit to get this four-year contract done. Now, depending on how it's structured, that's the one thing we don't know how it's structured. Uh, Parag Marathi does such a good job with the structuring of this contract. There could be outs in the contract depending on where the guaranteed money is. We know it's $40 million. Uh, so if it's front-loaded, they can get out of this contract later. They could also stagger this contract. So it, the years that it's up, it's against somebody else's being, including Bosa's being down. Uh, so it could be a lot of money this year. Next year, Bosa's down. But uh, depending on how they want to build this team, and if they're going all in, will de determine how this contract is structured. Just because it's four years, $84 million doesn't actually mean it's $21 million a year against the cap. And that's one of the things we have to wait and see what the numbers look like once it comes out. Uh, what's up, Kimo says, I hope they add some protection for whatever quarterback starts next season. I think that's something to still watch. Let's see if they go out and they try to get a Caleb McGarry or if they stick you know, with uh, Colton McKivitz. I mean, it's probably going to be McKivitz. Uh Let's see. Yeah, Jalen said anyone from the Chiefs to sign from. They're probably going to lose Orlando Brown. He's probably going to be gone. Marvin wants them to cut Kinlaw. If they cut Kinlaw, it would be a very minimal saving. So I don't think they're going to do that. What happens now is Kinlaw becomes a rotational piece. I think this ensures and this tells everyone right now there's no there's no fifth year option coming for Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw will no longer uh, get offered a fifth year option in in May. I think Kinlaw will. You'll become a free agent after this next season, but you have ensured that your defensive interior line is stacked. Uh, what will they do with Hassan Ridgeway? I think that's going to be interesting to see. He could still be a low-cost you know, guy to bring in. He could play with Hargrave. That's a former teammate of his. So I think that is interesting. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about you know the 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 choices of bringing in Hargrave and the impact that he's going to make on this team. Brooks says, "Ant, this is huge." I wanted Robinson or Hargrave here. Now we can sign a mid, uh, mid end to pair with Bosa, and the ends will be singled up with Hargrave and Armstead inside. Yeah, I think right now, depending on how much money they they determine they want to go, I brought up the list of edge rushers. Uh, they're still, I mean, the the amount of edge rushers that are out there uh, is crazy. I mean, it's it's absolutely a saturated market, which means the 49ers could potentially get somebody that they could add to their lineup that can make an impact that probably won't break the bank. So the 40 yards are definitely putting an emphasis. Last year was secondary. This year uh, is defensive line again. Could this also signal 
you know, what's going to happen with Emmanuel Mosley? Uh, Charverius Ward coming back was huge. That's exactly what, you know, the, the 49ers needed. Uh, so this is this is a big-time move for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Hargrave, I almost didn't expect it because I didn't expect them to go this big on the interior defensive line. I thought they were going to pay for that money on the edge. Uh, but you know what? They're doing it. They're they're making a move. They're bringing in the guy that they think is going to be able to get this defensive line back to where it was. Uh, Gallo says McGlinchey just got 87.5 over 5 with Denver. Whew, that's a lot of money for Mike McGlinchey. So McGlinchey, uh, you know, earning his money, which is absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's I'm getting text messages along the way as well. Okay, so uh, Kevin Givens is going to stay for $2.1 million, uh, $2 million in bonuses. So Kevin Givens will be staying for the 49ers defensive line as well. He was a restricted free agent. So the 49ers taking defensive line very seriously, uh, bringing in Hargraves, and now bringing back Kevin Givens. So interior defensive line is not going to be a problem for the San Francisco 49ers. They're making sure not only is it not a problem, but it's a strength. Uh, so that's good news for the 49ers. Um, Forkall says, now keeping the, the O-line together is the biggest priority, in my opinion. Yeah, let's see what happens with the 49ers offensive line and Jake Brendel. Will they make a splash at the center position with some of the guys that have become available? You know, Will they, they trade for a player? Or will be at it as simple as bringing back Jake Brendel? Uh, I think that's something that's going to be interesting to see how the 49ers go offense. But... Right now, the the main thing for them was getting the big time player in Javon Hargrave, a defensive lineman that can bolster their their team and help their sack numbers. Eleven sacks from the interior is fantastic. I mean, I don't, you know, Buckner was probably the guy that that did it the best, uh, but Buckner wasn't as good as Hargrave against the run. So you're 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 doing some big time stuff there. Uh, Stevo says this tells me for sure we're moving up in the draft. It could be. We'll we'll see what they do with the rest of free agency. That's one of the interesting things about the draft. Right now, you know what needs are, you know what holes there are. Uh, so you can kind of go about, you know, how the 49ers plan on navigating through the draft. But as you go through free agency, it kind of changes things. Like if you're doing mock drafts on PFF right now, they have interior defensive line as a need for the San Francisco 49ers. That is no longer the case. Uh, you don't really have room for interior defensive linemen. So are the 49ers going to get a interior defensive lineman? Maybe in the draft, but that guy will have to be somebody that could compete for a, a, one of those last spots on your roster and potentially just be a 90 man and then a, a red shirt uh, practice squad player. So that could be why they were talking about a guy like Dante Stills, who right now is thought to be a sixth or seventh round pick. Uh, this ensures that the 49ers don't have to worry about that. That rotation, Armstead, Hargrave, uh, to go with Kevin Givens and Javon Kinlaw and Kalia Davis. Uh, these are impact moves that the 49ers have a, a solid rotation of four already. They're making sure that a carry Hyder doesn't have to play significant snaps as a defensive tackle. And I think that is a solid move for the 49ers. Ricardo says, Jimmy to the Raiders confirmed. Uh, Marvin says, looks around for his helmet and pads coming out of retirement. I uh, like that a lot. Forecast says Kinlaw will be decent depth now, in my opinion. Yeah, I like that, right? Now you don't have to ask Javon Kinlaw to play a significant amount of snaps. Now he's a rotational piece. Uh, so I think that does help your, your team overall. It probably keeps him fresher, which means he plays better. Because it seems like the more he plays, uh, you know, the, the tougher it is for him, the, the less impactful he is. So maybe smaller amounts of snaps will end up producing at a higher level. I think that's something that we can all be hopeful for. And I'm curious what they do with Hassan Ridgeway. If they bring Ridgeway back, you talk about a defensive line that is absolutely stacked on the interior. I think the question mark will now be edge opposite of Nick Bosa. Will they make a splash? Will they get a mid-level guy? I think that'll be something to see. And once we know that, then we'll really get a good idea of how this defensive line is going to be constituted but if they could get a speed rush threat off the edge to go with Hargrave, Armstead, and Bosa, not only can you not double Nick Bosa, uh, but you're going to have to single up somebody. And that's a big time problem you know, for everyone around the league. Forkos is a great aunt. I thought Robinson was more likely, but Hargrave is better in my opinion. I'm with you. Hargrave is huge. It's going to be uh, 
going to be a nice move. And Hafizian says Kinlaw going to be huge. Uh, it's good to see Kinlaw working out. I'm hoping Kinlaw comes in and makes an impact. I'm sure he's going to be highly motivated as he'll be in his last year of his contract. So I don't expect him to pick up the fifth-year option. But with that being said, he should be coming in and making an impact. Uh, but the four years have ensured that in case something happens and Kinlaw's knee flares up again, uh, that they can make other arrangements and have other guys that can come in and play. Uh, Marvin said he's heard Texans are pursuing Brendel. Yes, the, the Texans are one of the teams pursuing Brendel. Apparently, the New York Jets are, are in on that as well. But with the Aaron Rodgers things up in the air, how involved are the Jets going to be in free agency? Uh, when it comes down to it, Jake Brendel loves Chris Furster. So if the 49ers want Brendel back, I'm sure they've set a number. Uh, Brendel can decide, you know, financially what's better. If he gets offered an extra million dollars for the Texans, maybe he takes it because he's over 30 years old and he needs that contract. But he does love Chris Furster. He wants to stay with Furster. Uh, so that's something to remember. I, I think that's something to remember. You know, this is with a constant injury bug for us. Depth is always needed at every position. It is. Uh, we've seen it in several years, you know, whether the running back room was decimated with injury or the wide receiver room or defensive line room. There has been rooms that have been decimated by injury. Sacked injuries are tough. The best way to be able to handle it is to make sure you have depth. And Portola said, yeah, Givens is back. 49ers making sure they're handling the defensive line and making sure that an injury bug like Jaylee's talking about will not impact this 49ers team. And the best way to do it is by getting an impact player like Javon or Javon Hargrave. Uh, that was such a big time move for the 49ers. I mean, is it big time money? Absolutely. I mean, they're they're breaking the bank to bring in Javon Hargrave, right? This is what everyone talked about with uh, Buckner, you know, paying him over $20 million. Well, now you're paying Hargrave 20 mil, over $20 million. So it's going to be absolutely exciting to watch. The one thing we do know, we're going to get some cool sack celebrations uh, overall from getting Javon Hargrave. Uh, we're going to get some kicks in the air. We're going to get some excitement. But I love to see the the way that the 49ers are doing uh, the defensive line again. Uh, so Kevin Givens got a one-year deal worth $2.1 million with $2 million guaranteed. So it is a, it's a solid contract for a, a player that was a a guy that was a restricted free agent. It could have been a lot bigger. You know, they could have offered him a tender uh, that was higher than the, the money that he's going to get. It's very similar to the deal that Mike McGlinchey got. McGlinchey got 2.9, I'm sorry, McKivitz got $2.9 million. The 49ers taking care of those guys, getting them on cost-effective moves, uh, but making sure they continue to bolster on offense and defensive line where you have to have to build it. So uh, we'll we'll see how they continue to do this. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike McGlinchey got a ton of money. He, he just got absolutely a ton of money. That's why, you know, the 49ers knew John Lynch and the 49ers knew they weren't going to be able to bring back McGlinchey. He was going to get his money. McGlinchey knew he was going to go on day one. Uh, and, you know, that's what happens. These teams, they they go in all in on free agency and they feel a need. Uh, Forkwell says, Ebucom, Aminahue, or someone comparable is sufficient now with Hargrave's presence will help take pressure off it, it pressure pressure dns it all depends it all depends on what the market looks like i mean we've went through these guys uh that you know over the last several days i mean you got frank clark robert quinn yannick and gogway jadavion Clowney, matt ionitis uh larry ogan joby um samson ebucom william golson uh jordan phillips arden key marcus davenport Carlos Dunlap, Dante Fowler, uh, let's see, who else? Jason Pierre-Paul. Morgan Fox is a guy I could see the 49ers bringing in on a very cheap contract. He had six and a half sacks last year and played for the league minimum. Um, but these are just some of the guys. Jordan Willis, we could still see the 49ers bring back. But the, the market is absolutely saturated. And that was, that was, I didn't even mention Charles Aminahue when I was bringing up those guys. Uh, so there is a lot of players out there that could potentially, you know, be available to the San Francisco 49ers. And at what market value? And are any of these guys wanting to come to the 49ers, you know, to potentially win a Super Bowl? If somebody's in later in their career, maybe they want to win a Super Bowl. Someone like Robert Quinn. Uh, he did not have a big time year last year. He had one sack. Uh, but the year, but a, a year or two ago, he had 18 and a half sacks. 
But what would his money look like? I think that's something that 49ers can play around with. So would they be willing to make a move like that? Potentially. Talk about changing the game for sure. I don't game like I used to say. Getting get back was uh, big too. It really was. It, it's a it's a big time move getting get back. It's it's a move you have to make. I mean, you have to you had to bring back Gibson. We'll see what happens with Jimmy Ward. Now that he's went on Instagram live and said that he may be willing to come back to play nickel, I think that at least it's a potential, um, you know, for the 49ers to do something. He always says, what position or who is next for the Niners? I think that's a good question. Um, I think I think the way that they go about it is normally defensive line, but I think the next name we're going to hear is probably going to be on the offensive line. I think the 49ers are going to try to make a move on the offensive line, maybe with Jake Brendel. I think that Brendel always needed to be the guy that came back. Uh, there are other guys available, of course, that they could possibly go to, uh, because the you know the centers have kind of gotten be, kind of grown the position overall as far as free agency goes. There's been guys that have become available that potentially weren't because of salary cap reasons. 49ers love to go with centers in the free agent market, so potentially they can make a move there. Um, I don't think they're going to go the draft route as far as a center. I do think they have Jake, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nick Zakel that they are developing. I think he's somebody that they're trying to develop. But right now, they just haven't been able to you know, make a move for a center uh, that they feel like they could put in. But that's what they've done before. You know, Alex Mack and those type of players are guys they've went through. And, you know, Connor McGovern's available. Ben Jones, he's older, uh, 33 years old, but he's become available. Justin Britt, Houston let go. So there are players out there the 49ers could possibly go. Ethan Postich has been brought up a lot. Um, we'll see. We'll see if the 49ers ultimately make any of those moves. But Hargrave uh, was was a huge move for the 49ers. Uh, Marvin says, me thinks Arden Key should come back. I think Arden Key is going to have a huge market. I think uh, he's going to make double-digit money. So if you want to pay defensive end over $10 million, I think that's what Arden Key is going to get. Uh, Matthew says, always knew we were getting Hargrave. His way of playing the position fit our scheme, great signing. I think you're right. Hargrave is a solid fit for the San Francisco 49ers scheme. And yeah, I think he's going to make an impact on this team. And the 49ers target was interior defensive line with Givens and Hargrave uh, getting their contract done. And now he's going to be able to produce. And potentially, he had 11 sacks last year. He could probably come close to that, if not exceed that playing next to Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa, especially if they get an impact edge rusher. Uh, the 49ers could go back to the type of pass rush they had in 2019. I'm not saying it'll be the 2019 defensive line, but that that kind of pass rush. Uh, so I think that would be a, a good way to go for it. Um also has a nice, a, a bunch of defensive ends will hopefully keep prices low. Yes. A gluttony of them will definitely do it. Um, Fishes said they spend way too much on defensive line and ignore pass defense. I don't think they've ignored pass defense. You have Talano Ufongu played all he was an all-pro safety. They signed Charvarius Ward last year to big money. He played fantastic. Uh Tayshawn Gibson graded out as the second best safety in the entire league. They brought him back. Uh when you look at Geometer Lenore, he's done a very good job. So they've they've very quietly built a secondary that plays well. It was one of the best secondaries in the league last year. Uh, but a good pass rush and a good defensive line benefits the back end in the secondary and vice versa. They work hand in hand. So I think both things work out. Davis says Ramsey is a Miami 49er now. Always knew he wanted to be a Niner. Yeah, Ramsey got moved for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be nothing. And Fort Carlson says any of those defensive ends mentioned would be great in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think there, I think there's so many guys out there on the market, almost any of them. Well, as long as the 49ers felt comfortable with uh, their health, felt comfortable with the, how they would fit in the locker room, uh, I think you bring any of those guys in and let them make a a big-time move. And Jimbo says, feels like the D-line of old. It does. Uh, it, it, it feels like you know an impact that the, the 49ers needed to make on the defensive line. Uh, so I like it. Uh, and Jimbo says, my mocks will look, uh, will look different now. It will. Uh, people won't be putting a focus on defensive line, especially, you know, early on in the draft. I think the only way you look at defensive line now is at the end. Uh, but do you really need to, knowing that you have Kalia Davis and that Kevin Givens in the rotation? I mean, you could get a guy on there that could potentially red short on your practice squad. 
Um, but, you know, the Warriors have done that in the undrafted for Asian market with guys like Kevin Givens or late in the draft like DJ Jones. They, that could be what they're looking for now. Instead of getting a guy early on in their draft, they could focus on other positions. And that's why with free agency, I want to see kind of how it plays out. Uh, because depending on how free agency plays out will determine how exactly the 49ers go about uh, you know, drafting in the, in the draft and, and which positions they decide to target. I think that's something that's going to be very, very interesting for the 49ers. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, has got a three-year deal with $67.5 million, including $34 million guaranteed per source. So uh, Jimmy getting paid out there. Uh, so Jimmy got a pretty good deal and uh, good for him. And that's potentially good for the 49ers. We'll see what kind of compensatory pick they would be able to get uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo potentially getting move or going on the move. Uh, Lou says, I guess Kinlaw is a total injury. I think what it does is just mean that Kinlaw is not going to be in the long-term plans of the San Francisco 49ers. I think that right now, depending on how he plays, they could always determine to bring him back as a rotational piece, but he's going to play out his fourth year of his contract. Let's see what happens with him, and potentially he could move on. if he ha We hope he has a great year because then it helps the football team. If he has a great year and it helps the team and he goes out and he gets some money in free agency, uh, you get a comp pick back, and we've seen the 49ers be able to turn comp picks into players that can make an impact on your team. So for me, that's a that's a way to go. Uh, so I kind of I kind of am okay with this right now. The 49ers have definitely made sure to get the guys that they need, and that's what it's about. Uh, so right now, the rumors are just so everyone we've been talking about uh, Emmanuel Mosley, the 49ers. Uh, Team has contacted Emmanuel Mosley and they want to match any offer he gets. So it looks like the 49ers have a full plan to bring in, bring back Emmanuel Mosley. What's up, Brad? How's it going? It's a long time, man. Uh, 5 a.m. down under here. Can't sleep with this news. It's too hard. Uh, when I saw that Hargrave had signed, and I'll be honest with you guys, I got a lot of thumbnails and things prepared because I you know, have an idea of who the 49ers normally go for. I was not prepared for them to go with Javon Hargrave. I thought that, you know, spending that kind of money on the interior defensive line wasn't going to make it happen, uh, but they're doing it. And, you know, the fact that they're willing to go in big, we've been talking about this, should the 49ers go all in? And it looks like they're going all in at key positions. Defensive line looks like they're planning on matching anything that happens with Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, but yeah, it's a big time move. I don't know how anyone could sleep. Even though it's 5 a.m., I'd probably be trying to sleep if I was out there in Australia. But um, Lou says maybe we can trade Kinlaw for a ham sandwich. See, here we go with the, the trading people uh, for nothing again. I know you're joking, Lou. Uh, but, right, that's the thing. Everyone kept saying last year, just trade Jimmy for whatever. Uh, just trade him for a sixth or seventh round pick. Well, now he's signed with the Raiders for a big-time contract, and the 49ers are going to get a good comp pick back. What we need to do is cheer for Javon Kinlaw this year. Number one, it helps your football team. It helps the 49ers play well. But also, if he decides to leave in free agency next year, you get a comp pick back. Uh, that's just kind of how the 49ers work. Uh, has Javon Kinlaw produced the way that everyone was hoping, come in and be a bigger run stopper who could also help pass rush and be that guy that we were losing in Buckner? No, he hasn't. But... It's never too late for a guy. Armstead got into his third and fourth year before he made a big-time impact. So they've taken the pressure off uh, Javon Kinlaw. He's not expected to be a starter. But now he can be a rotational piece who snaps a limit and potentially can make some plays. So I, I think so. Uh, Forkdall says Jimmy G's contract means third-round comp pick now since it's over $25 million per year. I'm not exactly sure on the compensation they're going to get. I think it also depends on how some of the other players uh, sign their contracts, but it's very likely now. Now that the 49ers signed Hargrave, though, it, some contracts do get wiped out. So I don't know exactly how that plays out. Uh, I'm not the best one when it comes to compensation picks. Matthew says, both Jimmy G and McGlinchey, two other teams, thank God, is finally over. Uh, I just I just hope it doesn't. With Mike McGlinchey, I understand that people are very disappointed with how he played, but the money that he got, I think, proves how he's looked at around the league. Brad says, say they bring in Zedarius Smith, Rumor out there from yesterday. Yeah, I actually been talking about Zedarius for a while. And bring back Solomon Thomas. Are you very happy with the D-line? Anyone you want to bring back? If Zedarius Smith was able to get released by the by the Minnesota Vikings, which we know he wants, 
They're about $7 million over the cap, but they don't want to release him. I think they want him to restructure his deal, which he doesn't want to do. Uh, but two, two, two and a half weeks ago, he put his house up for sale in Minnesota. If they brought in Zadarius Smith, uh, you wouldn't even need Solomon Thomas uh, to, to come in for me to have an opinion. With Zadarius Smith, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa, your front four is absolutely stout. If you bring back key guys like Jordan Willis as a rotational piece, just some of the guys you could bring in, it would be spectacular. So uh, getting an edge guy like Zadarius Smith, I think, is one of the keys for the 49ers. And if they're able to do it uh, with Drake Jackson and potentially like a Jordan Willis and those guys playing in a rotation, the 49ers defensive line would be the best as far as talent that we've seen since the 49ers have D Ford and had a young rookie defensive end named Nick Bosa. So. Yeah, I would love that move. I, I would be all about it. Uh, Fijian said Solomon Thomas will be a star in the XFL. Uh, I think what Solomon Thomas is, is a nice rotational piece the 49ers could probably get at the league minimum. I, I know a lot of people have a sour taste in their mouth about Solomon Thomas, but I think a lot of that has to go with the fact Solomon Thomas was a, a you know third overall first round pick. If he would have been taken in the middle rounds, then you know people would have been okay with it for sure. Uh, Lou says, and I certainly hope they finally learn their lesson to not expand draft picks on or expend draft picks on injured color player college players. How many times do they have to get burned before they understand that? Well, I guess it depends because most players that come out of the out of the draft are injured. I will say this: if you say, did they finally learn their lesson? Should they have drafted Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa had tore his ACL in high school. That was an injury. Then he had a core muscle injury that made him miss the entire season before he came into the draft. Yet they still drafted him, and look how it's worked out. So I don't think it's an exact science. I don't think you can say, well, you just don't draft players that have been injured because the key is almost every player that comes out of the draft has been injured. And we say this, and then there's players like Kalia Davis who they take a chance on. What will he look like? Uh, for every guy that you say doesn't work out because of injury, there's another guy you can point to that has. So is it a exact science? No. Have they changed the way that they draft over the last couple of years to try to pl find players that are more healthy? Absolutely. Uh, but I think sometimes you just have to just go with it and take a chance. Uh, did it work out? Did it work out with uh, Javon Kinlaw? It doesn't seem so. Did it work out with Nick Bosa? Absolutely. And I think that's just something to take into account and remember. Uh, so, yeah, Jaley says, well, after the first wave of signings, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with some of these other guys. Uh, Jaley says, wrote Sol uh, Solomon as a rotational piece. I don't think that's a problem either. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem either. Marvin says, they could have drafted Mahomes instead Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? That's how it's kind of thought about because of who Mahomes became. I think we have to remember that when Kyle came, Kyle had no plans on having a rookie quarterback. That's not what Kyle wanted. Kyle wanted Kirk Cousins. So what he drafted, he was drafting the way John Lynch, and this is what John Lynch wanted too, build your defensive line. You know, build that defensive line, and then you'll get Kirk Cousins, and you'll be ready to go. I think when it came to... Patrick Mahomes, there was two teams that were high on Patrick Mahomes and everyone else. There were some that thought he was an absolute bust. Uh, and now he ended up being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And that's going to haunt every other team that didn't draft him. But besides the Saints and Kansas City Chiefs, nobody was in high on Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Marvin says, dang, not enough room for room there. Ephesian. I love that. JLE says, Chiefs got a tackle to replace Brown. So Brown's going to be out. Brown's going to get a lot of money. Uh, that's interesting. So that everyone's making moves right now. Is it as big a move right now, Javon Hargrave? I don't think so. Hargrave absolutely fantastically uh, is going to make a big move and uh, or be a big move. And uh, that's good. So Ben Powers is gone. Ben Powers just signed a deal. Um. He's off the market. It seems like guys are just flying off the market right now. Gotta love, you know, gotta love the way that things are happening right now. Uh, 49ers definitely uh, made the, one of the biggest moves in the entire day so far, getting Hardgrave. And I'm wondering what other moves are going to come down the pipe as far as the 49ers go. Hopefully they continue this, this pace of bringing in players that can make an impact. Hardgrave, a huge impact player that they could bring in. 
Um, and I, I like that they were making a splash. And and what's up? How's it going to everyone in chat? Uh, chat going pretty well. Uh, thanks everyone for coming through. It's it's been it's being a lot of fun talking about it. Forkel says, "Well, they realized not paying a stud defense tackle was a mistake." Yeah, I think they're I think they were hoping you know that Javon Kinlaw was going to be able to step up and be the guy that they had drafted. It did not work out. Uh, but Hargrave offers something different than Kinlaw. I think a lot of people were expecting Kinlaw uh, to be a you know more of a Buckner style pass rusher. Um, all the while being able to be more stout against the run. And I don't think he has the skills that, you know, Buckner has as far as pass rush. Is he efficient pass rusher at times? Yes. Uh, but his is more predicated on on strength and able to, you know, drive players back uh, where with Hargrave, he can do it all. He's got the power. He's got the moves. He's got the technique. He is a problem on the inside. And that's what they needed. They needed a problem because every time you add another problem on this defensive line, you make the opposing team think less about stopping Nick Bosa and more about stopping everyone else. Now, at first, are they still going to want to stop Nick Bosa first with chip blocks, uh, sending double teams his way, sliding protections that way? Absolutely. What that means is that as long as Armstead and Hargrave are healthy on the interior, they're going to be able to get an inside push, and that's going to make quarterbacks uncomfortable. If they get an edge guy that can create off the other side, it will be very tough for a lot of quarterbacks to be able to navigate through the pocket and make throws. I, I think this was a bang-up job of the 49ers, bringing in a player that's going to make an instant impact. It is fantastic to see, you know, what they've been able to do. Um, yeah, so Golden says, yo, today's a great day, boys. Givens got paid to Kinlaw in the hot seat. I don't think Kinlaw's in the hot seat for this season. I, I think they just are not going to renew his fifth-year option and move on from him after the season or bring him back as a rotational piece, depending on what his number looks like, how he plays this year. Uh, but for sure, it doesn't look like they could have done that. Um, Marvis says Kinlaw will deliver pizza so he can eat. Ah, ouch. Um, Pinion got another contract. Good for him. Awesome from Jay Ellie. Uh, I don't game like he says. Kinlaw still has to get more consistent with leverage. He does. And as games go on, he slowly plays taller. Uh, does that have to do with conditioning? Does that have to do with overall the knee health? That I can't answer. I think only the 49ers and Javon Kinlaw know that. Uh, so we'll see. And Fisher says, which kicker do you want to get? Uh, I think I would still love to bring Robbie Gold back. I just don't know what financially that's going to look like. I know he said, you know, that he was looking to move on elsewhere. Is that a, you know, a ploy uh, I don't know. So I, I think some of it, how the kicker market looks, will determine who they bring in. Um, so maybe, you know, they are able to bring him back, but we'll see. Kickers are probably going to be something that happens uh, here pretty soon. Brad Joe says, Ant, what about Calais Campbell? Not worth it or too expensive? I just wouldn't want Calais Campbell, you know, the way that he's built playing. He's really built to be a five-tech in a 3-4 defense I wouldn't want him playing on the outside opposite of Bosa. I, I don't think that's the way to go. And you just got Hargrave to play in the interior. So playing Calais Campbell at this point in his career on the outside, I think is a liability. Uh, playing him on the inside, you just don't need that with Hargrave. So I don't think you would pay that much money to get Calais Campbell now that you've gotten Javon Hargrave. So I think that's kind of the, the way to go. Uh, and then Forkel says, Donald, now we here we are able to pay $21 million for Hargrave then. I think, though, it's $21 million now. Uh, remember that this was when the 49ers moved on from Buckner was 2020. Um, and I think that with the salary cap being the way it was, $21 million for an interior defensive lineman was a lot harder to come up with. And also, you've got, you know, Armstead was a free agent then. So you had some decisions that had to be made. I think circumstance make it a little bit different. Um, but we'll see. I, I I do think that there's going to be a lot of those comparisons now where people are going to say, hey, why didn't you just pay Buckner that money? It could be as simple as the salary cap is just so much different. It's a lot higher now than it was going into the 2020 season. I think that's number one, so you can afford that. Uh, number two, you had a Jimmy Garoppolo contract that you were paying. Now you have a rookie contract where all your entire quarterback room doesn't equal half of what Jimmy Garoppolo's cap number was. Uh, so I think that those are some things that play into it. And the reason why the 49ers went Hargrave $21 million and couldn't go Buckner $21 million. Anonymous says, we have been spoiled with good kickers since the day of Joe Nedney. I hope we get another good one. 
I definitely think they need to make sure, you know, make sure they, they keep that position uh, with a good solid player because you get into January football, February football, you need a kicker that's going to make sure you get it through. I mean, we've seen the four years have some issues with those in the past. Mike Kofer, uh, you know, David Akers struggled a little bit his second year with the 49ers. So I think that the, we know exactly what kickers mean uh, to the 49ers during the postseason, and you need to have a good one. And there's none better than Robbie Gold. Uh, but is Robbie going to just go out there and get a huge payday? The Chicago Bears could potentially give him the most money. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think he wanted close to $5 million. The 49ers probably wanted to pay him just a shade under four. So we'll see where that is. Brad says, could you see them kicking Armstead back to edge? I mean, they could. I think they would lose something if they kicked him back to edge. Having a big edge would definitely help in the run game if they were playing the nickel. I just think the aggressive style that they've been able to play with since they moved him inside has changed the game, and he makes it a lot easier for Bosa. Uh, so I just don't think you can do that. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. I mean, moving Armstead back out to the edge, you know, you could potentially do that, but then that means that weakens the interior defensive line because Armstead is one of the best in the league. As far as pass rushing from the interior, he's a problem for guards, and I think him and Hargrave together has to be the mindset of the San Francisco 49ers. Because those two guys together with Bosa just is very hard to deal with. Russ is having two quarterback rookie contracts is the reason we can sign Hargrave now. I'm I'm with you. I'm very much with you. Marvin says, so Ant, if Matt Ryan is cut, does Kyle bring him in or too much money? But I think the question doesn't have to do with the 49ers. I think the question has to do with Matt Ryan. Would Matt Ryan be willing to come in and be a third quarterback? I don't think so. And we got a super chat. What's up, Daryl? Thanks, Daryl. Do we, do we still draft D-line prospects? Absolutely. I, I think you still do. I think you're going to draft edge guys because you want to start building depth for your edge edge area and edge room because keep bringing back uh, veterans on, on cheap deals uh, as far as they've brought back Jordan Willis through time, Kerry Hyder, and that's, a, that's something that you can continue to do. Uh, but it is a cheaper option to go with young guys. You have three picks in the third round that you could spend on defensive edge rushers. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying all three, but you get a solid guy there that could potentially help. You could find a guy to fit the Arden Key role, a guy that could play inside and outside, or that could be Drake this year. So I think the 49ers have some options. I still think they address defensive line in the draft. I just think it changes when they draft a de interior defensive lineman. I think now most people had a mocking a guy in the third or fifth round. I think now that falls to the sixth or seventh round, potentially getting a D-line or even waiting until the undrafted market where they've got guys like uh, Kevin Givens before. A sixth round where they got DJ Jones. I think it just changes uh, what they do. And Jalen says 2.5 for a kicker. Uh, I think that that's kind of a nice range for the 49ers to be able to sign a kicker. That's cheaper than what Robbie Gold was last year. And Golden uh, says, Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, and Drake, we draft in Edge, or are we playing Ebicom, or are we paying Ebicom or Amenahue? I don't know who they're going to pay. I think they're going to pay somebody on the edge. It could be one of the those two guys coming back. I definitely think they're drafting someone. They will not stop uh, to bring in defensive linemen. I think it has to be a combination of veterans and young guys that are going to be cheap that could potentially help your team. I think a lot of the edge guys they bring in are going to be uh, guys who have a lot of speed off the edge that could produce uh, against, you know, passing game and the way that teams are playing and putting the four years in nickel, they need to be able to set the edge against the run. But uh, I think, you know, it's potential there. And Mike says, Matt Ryan's making 12 million this year already. Yeah. It's not going to be about money. Uh, in fact, he doesn't want to make a lot of money because then he gets that paid on top of that. You can't double dip, but he can come in for a league minimum. I think the bigger question is, do you want to go in and and play third string and I don't, I don't think he does eric dane what's up eric says great signing one less need now they can focus on filling other spots in the in the draft yeah it's it's exactly right you know i mean they they took care of the interior defensive line between hargrave and kevin givens uh they don't have to make another move if they do it's just gravy right bringing back like a hassan ridgeway or something would be absolutely gravy um work is okay that makes sense then about trading Buck. Yeah, I, th I think that when you start thinking all the dynamics, you traded Buck, and I think they were hoping to get a low-cost guy in Javon Kinlaw that could come in and, and do the things that did not work. Uh, but, you know, that's that's kind of where you're at with this defensive line. They they realized, though, what, what you got to give them credit for is they did they never wanted to get rid of Buckner. I mean, that's just the truth. 
Uh, but I think what's nice is now you can realize that, hey, you know what? They realize how important it is to have a defensive line uh, guy on the inside. Kinlaw uh, is not that guy. They recognize it, and then they go, well, we better make a move. We better do something. And they did it. And they did it with a big-time move in Javon Hargrave, which fantastic. So way to go for the 49ers. Um, let's see. Jimmo says, really wish we kept Robbie. His pregame kids are priceless. His pregame kicks are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the, the things he does right around the around the cheerleaders and all that. Uh, it is act is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Jaylee says in Lynch we trust. Very funny. Uh, Brad says on the O line now. How would you feel if we go into next season with Poet Center, Nick Zakella right guard, and kicking Burford out to right tackle? I think that's interesting. Um, I don't know what their feelings are with Poet Center. I know Poe played and practiced most of his time at guard. Uh, so to him, you know, moving to center, we know that they mentioned that for sure. I think that Poe or Zakel at center, I think, is an option. I don't know how developed they are. One of those things where we don't actually get to see them play on the field besides training camp. Uh, I thought that both guys improved rapidly at training camp. The un My understanding from what Chris Furster talked about during the season was that Nick Zakel got better during the year. Uh, but I don't know for sure if he'd be ready to go. I do know Burford is a guy that could potentially kick out the right tackle from what I've seen at guard. He looked good. But I don't know about the other two guys. I don't know if they're going to be available to do that. So uh, maybe, um, maybe, maybe they could do that. And if, if the 49ers felt that they were comfortable with that, they could do it. I just don't see that Poe or Zakel at right guard over a Colton McKivitt. Because even if you move Burford out to tackle, I still think Colton McKivitt would be a better option at guard than Zakel or Poe, or even bringing back Daniel Brunskill. Last year, Daniel Brunskill got $2.4 million. You know, could you give him? You know, close to the same amount. I think you could and bring him back, and he could play tackle or guard uh, and be a better option than the other two right now. As much as I like Poe and Zakel, I just don't know where they're where they're at now. If the 49ers signed off on it, then I would have to trust Furster because he's done a very good job. Because it was like, oh, Mike McGlinchey got hurt. We got Tom Compton, and everyone's like, oh no. Uh, but it worked, and so I, I do give him a little bit of leeway with the way that he goes about building his offensive line. So hopefully. Um, hopefully they figure it out. Eric says, yeah, this signing was about Kinlaw for sure. If he was healthy, this might have been his contract. I'm with you. You're right. That's probably what we'll be talking about, right? The same thing we're talking about with Brandon Ayuk potentially getting a long-term deal. Um, yeah, I think we'd be talking about that with Kinlaw as well. And this would probably be his contract, but you know, he, he hasn't lived up to that. And a lot of it's injury. He just, he can't stay healthy. I mean, ever since, you know, his rookie season when he got hurt with the Cowboys, it has just been a real struggle for Javon Kinlaw to be on the field. And that's what I love about this move is not only is it a guy that's going to be tremendously impactful, uh, but it takes the pressure off Kinlaw to play a lot of snaps. And with that, you know, happening, it, it means he can make, you know, an impact in those limited snaps, hopefully. What's up, Spy Nick Danger? How's it going? Spy Nick Danger in the house. Uh, Brad says, after seeing Aaron Banks jump in season two, I trust him to develop O-line. It's the reason why they are letting Mike go. I, I think you're right. I, I think that they've kind of built a lot of a trust for the fan base to be able to develop offensive linemen. And you're seeing Mike McGlinchey even had, he had one of his better seasons. So uh, they definitely need to do that. Jaylee says, I'm thinking center is a must. I'm, I'm with you on this. Uh, Jimbo says, Blake Freeland. Yeah, we'll see if Freeland makes it to the four yards. They might have to trade up to get him. He's graded out crazy at the combine. I mean, the speed athleticism is through the roof. Um, Jawan Taylor just signed for the Chiefs, so they're they're moving on. They're making a move at left tackle. Uh, that's a solid move for them. So they're they're getting some stuff done there. Um, Niners are are definitely you know doing their thing. Let's see what they continue to do. I'm I'm excited about the 49ers move, and and you know that's the thing. Hargrave was something that was important. The four years had to make a big splash, and it don't get more uh, splashy than that. I mean, the, the deal is huge. Um, I, I'm with it. I, I'm all about the exciting nature of this contract. So uh, what, what a move for them. So it looks like also that uh, Jason Kelsey's coming back. To, that's a little interesting. Um, so there are some moves that are still happening out there. It's absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, Eric says, I don't think this team has 11 holes remaining. I'd like to see them package some picks and move up in the draft, fill key holes to the best possible players. I'm with you. I've been about the top, you know, getting as many of the top guys you can get in the draft for a couple years. Last year surprised me. They made all their draft picks, and then they signed 14 undrafted free agents, and I thought they were going to sign five. But they knew that those were cheap guys that they could bring in and potentially make an impact on the team. So it could be a lot of the cost, uh, the, the cheap, the uh, effectiveness of bringing those guys in. Uh, what's up, Ramon and, and Emily? How's it going? It says, can you imagine how fast the young O-line is going to develop against that D-line? I'll tell you right now, that defensive line, we're going to hear the same thing, right? I was at training camp all last year, and it was the same sort of thing every single day. Those defensive, that defensive line and that defensive team put so much pressure on the 49ers offense, making it difficult for Trey Lance and, and that offensive line. I think you're exactly right. It's going to be so fun to watch. It's going to be impressive. So Javon Hargrave comes to the San Francisco 49ers on a four-year deal uh, worth $84 million. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to check out right here, guys. I'll be back all throughout the day if the 49ers make another move. 49ers bring back Har are bringing Hargrave. They bring back Kevin Givens. Thank you guys all so much for joining me for this live. I'll catch you guys. I'm sure there's going to be more moves down the line. Catch you guys all in the next one. But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.